0: This podcast is intended for a mature audience over 19 years of age and is provided on an educational and informational basis. Any material presented is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as a substitute for professional medical advice or as an endorsement or medical claim by Patterson Media, Everything Podcasts, or any advertiser. Chew on this cannabis edibles.
1: How often have you gazed enviously at the exotic creations of master bakers and chefs? Well, you needn't feel envious anymore for here are a few professional tips on what can be done with the simplest of tools and ingredients.
2: I hope you're hungry.
3: This dish will contain two milligram of a sativa, TSC, and I'm even going to add five milligram of CBD for the sake of playing with it
2: by the end of this episode of the canadian podcast you're going to know more than you thought possible about edible cannabis
3: so you are taking an edible that is coated in sugar and you are looking to get a high but actually more sugar there is less high you're going to get
2: this is chef Romain avril you might know him from the food network or if you're in toronto you might have seen his croissant reviews on instagram but he's also a molecular chef who creates custom cannabis-infused meals. He's an expert in eating weed, and he's here to show us how to be more savvy when choosing your own edibles. And he's not the only chef on the show today.
0: When you eat a majoun in Northern Africa, it's a paste made of fruit and dates and spices. If you speak to the person that made the product, it will be able to justify each and every ingredient in the product. And cannabis comes as an ingredient in all these formulations.
2: Alexandre Prolen is the brains behind Jubilee Edibles and a former sommelier and chef. We'll be talking with him after the pot news with Jay Coburn.
1: With a roundup of your POT News, I'm Jake Hoburn. Health Canada has released guidance for cannabis producers on products with intoxicating cannabinoids other than Delta 9 THC, including CBN. Later in the show, we'll be hearing from a cannabis chef about what these molecules do and how to choose the right product. The new guidance, however, recommends that any intoxicating cannabinoids, such as CBN, be treated like THC with respect to the 10mg dosage limit in edibles, meaning that a product with 8mg of THC could only have up to 2mg of CBN. This is Health Canada guidance, not a change to the federal law, however provinces may choose to follow this guidance and change their own laws. Independent analysis has found THC content is routinely inflated by licensed test labs in four U.S. states, that's according to a report in MJBizDaily. MCR Labs in Massachusetts obtained anonymized test results from labs in Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan and Oregon. They then applied basic data forensic tools to identify and quantify irregularities in the results. In Canada, industry insiders and consumers have accused producers of inflating their own THC content. Health Canada says it is reviewing complaints about inaccurate labels, and in July it launched a data collection program that involves comparing product results to potency claims. Staying with cannabis testing, the Ontario Cannabis Store will start doing their own secondary testing of products with high THC content. Any product with inconsistent results will be subject to further scrutiny and potentially returned to the vendor for relabeling. Reporting from Stratcan shows that cannabis producers believe this may lead to a standardizing of testing, instead of the practice of lab shopping many producers currently undertake, where they shop around for a lab that will provide the most favorable results. That's the Pot News. I'm Jake Coburn.
2: All food affects your mind and body. Think of how you feel after a heavy meal full of carbohydrates, or the rush of too much sugar, followed by the inevitable crash. So when you're picking up a pack of edibles, it's worth paying attention to more than just the THC or CBD content. That's the philosophy behind Jubilee Edibles. So we invited the guy behind them onto the show. I'm
0: Alexandre Poulain, I'm the co-founder and chief innovation officer at Guyonica. We're a Quebec LP, based one hour south of Montreal. We specialize in edible product development and topical as well,
2: and we're an extraction facility. Alexandre is an interesting guy. Before he got into the Canadian cannabis industry, he spent years traveling the globe, perfecting his cooking techniques. He worked in modern kitchens, but also in more traditional settings. He put all of that into the edibles he makes. Alexandre spoke to our producer, Karen Habashi.
0: My background inspiration for Jubilee came mainly from my chef background and my anthropological background as well. I got to travel a lot in the past decade to learn traditional knowledges about cannabis and to study human consumption of various types of psychoactive plants and uh, religious behaviors. The inspiration came from what we call the old world edibles. Let's say you were to travel a thousand years ago in northern Africa and you were to take an edible right there. It would look very much as what we offer now. It would be made with dried fruits, flowers, spices, and various superfoods that actually have a purpose in the product itself. And we really wanted to recreate this kind of old world edible vibe that actually perjured for the better part of the last thousand years. And we wanted to justify it through modern science, modern food science. So we developed these varied food products that have specific effects, even without the cannabis in them. So we got inspired by the food themselves apple and matcha fruit bite that have matcha in it. The matcha comes with natural caffeine. So with the caffeine itself it gives an uplifting effect. Then when we use the CBD and THC in the formulation it takes a very full spectrum sativa kind of effect that we would qualify as such. Another way we do a blueberry and lavender one in which the lavender provides a very calming effect and then we complement the effect of the product itself with the cannabinoids, let's say CBN, CBD, and THC, that can complement it and provide and enhance the inherent effect of the formulation itself. So the inspiration came from these travels. I learned how to make ashish in northern Morocco for many, many months uh, back in 2008. And I got to eat a lot of these traditional edibles. And I wanted to bring that back with me in Canada. And the legalization afterward provided the perfect platform to pay an homage to these traditional ancient edibles.
4: Did you feel there was a gap in the edible market when you started vegan options or sugar-free options? So that's why more of your interest was to create something that's inclusive to anyone?
0: I really wanted to create a product that, regardless of the health background or the medicinal background of the person, that most people could eat and metabolize and have effect from it. So we decided to go with this vegan, gluten-free, no-sugar-added approach. So it's all the sugars from the fruit itself. And yes, we thought there was a gap in the edible world. Gummies and chocolate, they have their part in the edible world and they will always have. But in my opinion, they're a result of prohibition as well, especially gummies, which are, you know, a simple way to provide the effect of cannabis under the radar.
4: So across your travels, what did you feel is different when people consume cannabis related products in contrast to here in Canada?
0: I'd say it depends on the part of the world itself, but a striking difference in the traditional way to consume cannabis is the purposeful consumption. In particular places in northern Morocco, let's say in the Rift Mountains, they'll have particular ashish that's been oxidized by light and that can provide CBN. They don't call it CBN over there, you know, but they will use these product as such to create sedation for, let's say, old people not to wake up at night to be healthier. And I'd say the differentiation in the consumption would be this, would be the purposeful consumption and the treatment of cannabis as an ingredient, not as the central player, in the whole edible thing when you eat a majoun in northern africa it's a paste made of fruit and date and spices if you speak to the person that made the product it will be able to justify each and every ingredient in the product and they would say this one is to help you digest this one is to help your gut health this one is to help you stay awake this one is to help you sleep better and cannabis comes as an ingredient in all these formulation i'm
4: north african My first interaction with cannabis. We don't call it cannabis, so hashish basically. Yes, hashish, hashish. I feel like even the texture and the smell is different than the regular cannabis here. Oh, very much. It's very appealing over in North Africa.
0: Oh, it's, it's treated as medicine it's super important in the local culture as you surely know and, and as you said the, the smell the texture is very different and there's purposes behind those smells and those textures and today's science we're beginning to explain these traditional knowledges that are very very deep and very complex we're just explaining it right now but you know degradation of cannabinoids using of cannabinoid topically in various ways of ingestion it's a very amazing what has been done before and we need to dig deep in this and to respect the cultures where it comes from as well
4: one of the things that you were mentioning is that lots of people who deal with plants or herbs, for instance in Africa, it's mainly from our ancestors knowing these ingredients help with such things, in contrast to the Western world where it's more like research, but for us it came from our own history and our own background. But you teach classes and you have study in botany and you're a molecular sommelier, so tell me, how do you feel both worlds colliding, the old and new worlds in your studies, in your teachings, in your work in general?
0: I think the modern food science and the modern studies of the western world can be used as a justification of the traditional ways as well. Let's not talk about food, let's talk about breathing techniques and yogas in India. You know, we see that these traditional practices have an effect on the human stress level, on the bloodstream. I think modern food science and modern science in general can be an ally in justifying and applying these traditional knowledges to justifying them. Not that they need justification at all, but I think it's just interesting to know that these modern tools that we have can actually provide some explanation.
4: When I was researching you, it said that you were a molecular sommelier. Can you explain this to our listener?
0: As a trained chef, I always approached a culinary world with a molecular approach. Actually, I wanted to deconstruct various flavor profiles to understand which one mixes well with another. It's, it's not something that I invented. You know, Molecular sommelier and molecular food is something that is well-versed since the, the 50s. But there are some great characters here in Canada, especially in Quebec. François Chartier is a, one of the greatest sommelier in the world and has developed this discipline of molecular sommelier even deeper than anyone else in the world. And as a disciple of this particular sommelier, I always was keen on deconstructing the flavor profile of the fruits, of the wine, of the foods that I was pairing with for the evening that I was creating, one of my specialties back in the days when I was a chef was recreating travel. Let's say people had their honeymoon in southern Italy and they wanted to reproduce their trip on the Amalfi Coast. My work was to study the history of the place, the narrative of the couple that wanted me to recreate the experience itself and to be able to match on the molecular level the experience and to recreate and to tell the story of their travels in a meal. So I'd say the molecular summary helped me when I entered the cannabis world. As I said, as a very early player in the ACMPR world back in the days, I had this molecular knowledge that helped me understand the plant itself. I was already talking about terpene and flamponoid in my past life. I just understood cannabis as another ingredient that I needed to deconstruct. And it's a psychoactive effect that I needed to understand to match well and to provide specific effect for the customers.
4: So what's next for Jubilee?
0: There's a, another segment of Jubilee that's called Jubilee Extract. We do our own extraction in-house, we don't purify it, we don't filter it, we don't winterize it, we don't use solvent, we only use CO2 crude extract, very, very crude product that has phenols, you know, terpenes and very wide spectrum, very strong taste as well. That's why we worked very hard to match this taste with our particular formulations for it to work very well like in the Majun in the the ancient world. People were saying, like, how can we get access to this extract? Because we want this full-spectrum extract. So then we decided to put a, one gram full-spectrum crude CO2 extraction in a little syringe applicator that people can use. It's fully decarb. It's going to be the cheapest extract on the Ontarian market. Let's say they want to benefit from the blueberry and lavender fruit bite, but they want to enhance it to feel the full effect because they have stronger tolerance. They'll be able to buy this little applicator syringe. Filled with one gram of this full-spectrum crude oil that we do in a house. It's a hybrid blend of flowers. And then we'll be able to put a bit of this extract on the fruit bite and to enhance it and to elevate the experience. And this extract can be used as well to infuse your own joints and to infuse your own bowl, bong, and such. But it's mainly made for edible purposes. That's another part of Julie coming in 2024.
2: That was Alexandre Poulen, co-founder and chief innovation officer at Guyonica jubilee is just one option if you go to the ontario cannabis store right now there are over 500 different products to choose from but if you're listening to the canadian podcast i figure you'll want to go a little deeper than that
3: my name is roman avril i'm a french chef born and raised in france and I migrated to Canada about 13 years ago. I've been a chef since the age of 13. I introduced high fine dining, that's how I like to say it. So cannabis cooking and fine dining during the pandemic actually.
2: Chef Romain Avril has worked in kitchens around the world. He's been on the Food Network and Radio Canada, and he's here to teach us how to cook with pot properly. Because Romain also does, Private cannabis infused dinner services. Customers go to Canolio online, pick a chef like Romaine and they come to your home and cook a meal.
3: I see myself as a creative person, so I don't have menus. I will chat with that guest first. So what do you like? And then I will customize a menu for them. And it's a bit of a back and forth. love that. I don't like this. Okay. I'll change it, etc. And then now I'm going to pair it with the proper infusion whether it's CHC or CBD or tarpines, etc.
2: Chef Romaine is going to show us how to understand and choose edible cannabis because cooking with cannabis is creative chemistry. It's molecular cooking, which is a style not limited to cannabis and something that Chef Romain is particularly good at.
3: Molecular cooking is a mix of using modern techniques, cooking with helium, cooking with liquid nitrogen, so new techniques, new new ways of doing things, but also it is molecular cooking. So literally we are going to go into the molecule of something and modify it, always naturally, to come up with a different texture, a different flavor. For instance, let's say you take celery juice and you're gonna transform it into a jelly. So it's modifying things, but always using natural product, usually coming from plants.
2: When you pick up a pack of edibles, the first thing you're going to look at is how much of a particular molecule is in there, specifically THC and CBD. Let's start with THC, delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol, if you're feeling scientific. Science!
3: So, to make it simple, THC is the main psychoactive you'll get in a cannabis plant, which means the one that's going to get you high.
2: In Canada, edibles are limited to 10 milligrams per packet, although Health Canada is currently reviewing the rules. The Competition Bureau has recommended raising the limit because edibles in the illicit market are often much higher. Knowing your dose of THC is really the most important part of choosing an edible. If you haven't tried it before, start with the lowest dose available. That's 2 milligrams. You can put more milligrams in, but only time will get the milligrams out of you if you overdo it. So, pace yourself. Chef Romain doses his meals based on what his customers want. But he says it's usually around 20 milligrams across the whole meal. That's a whole evening across maybe 15 dishes. And he's really meticulous about how he spreads it out.
3: So that's where micro-dosing comes into play. I think those two words, micro-dosing, are the most important ones when you actually cook with cannabis. You have to be in control of what you're doing. You have to be able to tell each customer how many gram, milligram they had in their food, where was it, how it was incorporated. You have to know exactly what you're doing. That's really the key. This is where you look at the menu and look where it can be placed. For example, let's say I have a tortellini course. That's where I'm going to do main infusion because I can do each of my feeling to the milligram. So let's say this person wants, let's just say two milligram for the sake of this. This dish will contain two milligram of a sativa THC, and I'm even going to add five milligram of CBD for the sake of playing with it. And I know that my ravioli or whatever pasta I'm using, I'm putting 18 gram of fillings into each tortellini or whatever I'm doing. So once I've done my mixture, my ricotta mixture, for example, then I'm gonna take my 18 gram of filling that I have and I'm going to infuse this because I know that the full amount is going to go into the filling and going to go into
2: this person. Chef Romain says that it's important to pay attention to more than just the THC content when figuring out your THC dosage. That's why he often avoids using a lot of sugar or buying sugary edibles like gummies.
3: Think of sugar as a barrier. So you are taking an edible that is coated in sugar and you are looking to get a high, but actually the more sugar there is, less high you're going to get. Well, you're going to get high, but basically your liver gets almost like coated with that sugar and uh, THC or the molecules cannot actually penetrate your stream the same way as if there was no sugar. So 10 milligram of THC without sugar and with sugar does not have the same effect on your body. And regardless, when I cook, my style of cooking is lower fat, lower sugar to begin with. It's really hard to do a 10-course menu with a lot of fat, a lot of sugar. Your brain's going to start to get foggy. You're going to feel uncomfortable. Those are caused by sugar and
2: fats. So that's THC. It's the main psychoactive molecule in cannabis, and it's often accompanied by its friend, CBD.
3: So the cannabidiol, so CBD, I like how you say it's a friend because I really see it as that. When you watch animes and when you're a kid, there's always those characters when you have a little angel and a little evil on your shoulder and then you don't know where to look.
2: Shame on you, don't listen to that sissy.
3: I feel like THC is a little evil, like it's gonna get you to no good. And the CBD is that angel and here to help you out, right?
2: Because CBD is sort of the counterweight to THC. Chef Romain likes to put a lot of CBD in the latter stages of his meals. It's not going to give his diners that high feeling, but he says that CBD can subtly change their mindset.
3: This is when it's going to calm you down. The same way we, you know, when you drink alcohol, you're going to say like, well, we're going to have like one last one, like a little digestif. I can't remember the expression in English, but, you know, to cap it off, right? So this is kind of like how I see CBD. It's going to put you into a calmer mindset you're gonna feel like very chill and you most likely are going to go to bed. So this is kind of like the mood you want it to be in and you kind of want to like just be relaxed and just be good and forget about all your problems for a little while and just enjoy the company of people that were on the table and just be well, like just be well within your body.
2: THC and CBD are the two molecules that you're going to see listed on every packet of legal edibles even if it's just to state that there is zero milligrams of one in that product. There are a couple of others that have started appearing in newer products, though, CBG and CBN.
3: So CBN, which sounds a lot like CBD, so we have cannabidiol and cannabinol. So like one little letter makes a bit difference. It is derived from the cannabis sativa plant. So if you take THC and you let it dry out, or you let it age, so almost like the product is going to start to deteriorate, then this is where CBN is going to arrive, right? In a way, it's similar to CBD, but you could also get high. I would say it's almost like a hybrid of CBD and TUC.
2: And the new kid on the block is CBG. Chef Romaine says that this molecule is pretty much untested right now. We don't really know what it is. People might make claims, but nothing's proven. However, it doesn't appear to have an obvious psychoactive effect.
3: So CBG, funny enough, we never talk about, but at the same time, it's where it all starts. So CBG comes from the younger plants, right? So it is almost like the mother of all the other particles, or the other molecules. So that's where it starts. You don't have any high effects, so you're not going to have any psychoactive, in particular, in CBG.
2: We're almost done with the chemistry. Last up is terpenes. Not all edibles list their terpene content, but some do. If you were looking to buy the wild real fruit pear gummies, for example, maybe because you're looking for a lower sugar option, then they say this on the OCS website
1: contains five milligram THC and five milligram CBG combined with the terpenes limonene, linalool,
3: alpha-pinene and beta-pinene for a balanced euphoric experience.
2: Terpenes aren't just a feature of cannabis, they're in all plants. You
3: can find terpene in a lemon, you can find terpene in an orange, you can find terpene in a tree. Even on animals, for some animals, they carry terpene, they have like a musk, right? So, you know, we always often talk about the musk of an animal, that's a terpene, it's an oil that they will actually produce.
2: There are more than 20,000 terpenes in the plant world and over 200 in your average cannabis plant. So don't worry if you don't recognize the name of one on the packet. You basically just have to look it up online. When Chef Romain works with them in his kitchen, he uses an extract which he sprays onto the food. Terpenes can be really, really strong. So he uses only a tiny amount.
3: I like limonene because for food it's probably the easiest one to use limonene, lemon. So find obviously in a lot of citruses with that those citrus accent and super easy to work with in the kitchen.
2: Some other common ones are mersing, found in hops, basil and mangoes. And pinene, which is associated with pine flavors. Chef Romaine says it's also worth checking if the products you're looking at have an indica or sativa base. Not all products share this information though. Historically, cannabis indica was the plant with the more sedating effects and cannabis sativa was more of a energetic high. But today, the two plants have been interbred so much that it's more of a shorthand than anything. So, Chef Romain uses this information to take his guest on a journey throughout the evening.
3: I look at it as a roller coaster whether you use something that's going to excite you at the beginning of the meal, we're going to go with something that's going to calm you down closer to the dessert, right? So that's the two things, like what type we're going to use, if it's going to be a sativa or indica. And then I don't like to start very strong and then kind of like calm you down. I think I like to start to have something a little bit high and then we're gonna calm down. We're gonna go back up and calm down and have like one last little high and then this one's gonna finish you off. So by the time you're done dessert, you're gonna feel like you're pretty much ready to go to bed.
2: As much as we'd love to, we can't hire Chef Romain Avril every time we wanna consume some THC, CBD, or CBN though. Usually we're going to the nearest dispensary and buying whatever they have available. I think you're probably capable of choosing your own products by now. But Chef Romain has brought some of his favorites to start you off. He's in Toronto, so all these products are available in Ontario.
3: So the first one is a TXC Dark Chocolate by Bang.
2: That's Bang, with an H after the B.
3: It's a 10 milligram one. I love dark chocolate. It is my kryptonite, like I eat way too much of it. And I love dark chocolate because... Obviously, you have great flavor, but also it's lower in sugar.
2: The Bang THC Dark Chocolate is currently selling for just over $5 in the Ontario Cannabis Store. If 10 mg sounds like a lot, you can break it into pieces and eat just a little at a time. Chef Romain also recommends Chowie Wowie's chocolate products.
3: We have a sea salt and caramel milk chocolate. I do love chocolate. So sea salt and caramel to me are amazing flavors. They do work really well. It's a 10 milligram too. And you can have kind of like a little chocolate with a drink or after dinner while watching TV. Works really good.
2: Chowie Wowie's chocolates retail for between $5 and $6 at the OCS.
3: The fourth one is a raspberry iced tea. So it's a different way of consuming it. And I do enjoy an iced tea. Obviously, you have the tea aspects of very good flavor. Herbal, which works with cannabis obviously being a herb as well. It is by Tweed and it's a sativa. So something to obviously be conscious about. There's a time in a day to consume it. It's only 5 milligram, so it's also a little bit less. But again, it's I think it's one to kind of like give you a little spark in the day, kind of like a little booster. That's how I like to see it.
2: Choosing a drink instead of something you eat gives you the option to sip your cannabis slowly. You can pace yourself. Tweed's Raspberry Lemon Iced Tea retails for between 4 and $5.
3: And then we have the Bedtime Blueberry Lemon CBN 381, which is an indica.
2: These gummies from Monjour Bear are just over seven dollars and each contains 7.5 milligrams of THC, 2.5 milligrams of CBN, and 80. Yes, that was 80 milligrams of C B D.
3: So we talked earlier about my dinner when I like to finish people off with a little bit of THC that's gonna be on the indica side and a lot of C B D. That would be exactly what I would go for if I were to recreate it into an item. And it's blueberry and lemon, so you're probably going to have some limonene in there in terms of terrapin. And it's two flavor that I like because blueberry and lemon tend to be more in the acidic flavor and low in sugar, too.
2: And if you're still having trouble picking a product, just ask for help.
3: Don't think you're alone when you go into a pot shop, because you're not. There is employees there, and they probably are your best friend when you don't know what you want or what you need. So go into the shop and tell exactly with your words to the person who works there what you're looking for.
2: Thanks for listening to the Canadian Podcast. And thanks to Chef Romain Avril for teaching us how to eat pot properly. You should be an expert in edibles by now. But if you want to get in a pro, you can book your own cannabis chef from Canolio. They're at canoliogourmet.com. Thanks also to Alexandre Poulin, co-founder and chief innovation officer at Gaonica. I hope you'll join us for the next episode of the Canadian Podcast. Hit the subscribe or follow button to make sure you do. And while you wait for the next episode, why not go to westernbuzz.ca? The Canadian Podcast is an everything Podcasts production in partnership with Patterson Media. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the podcast team or our partners, and this show is intended for a 19-plus audience. Thanks to creative director Cliff Dumas, showrunner Karen Habashi, senior writer Jay Coburn, and our sound engineer, John Massacar. Thanks for listening to the Canadian Podcast, the authority on cannabis in Canada. I'm Don Schaefer. Another Everything Podcast production. Visit everythingpodcast.com, a division of Patterson Media. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast.